Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Episode four, season two, bald to bald. We got myself, Tags here with my co-host, TJ Jones. T, it's time. It's week one. College lacrosse is back. This Saturday, I'm excited. We are back. And I said that the first time, our first episode back from a long hiatus over the over the winter and summer. But we but are back, back to college across week one. Um, I am pumped for some of these games. I'm really excited to see how some of these teams come out of the gate in the in the first week of the season. Um, I got some great picks with some good insight coming coming our way for all of our listeners. So um, I'm, I'm pumped to get started. But one thing I want to know first, Tags, is how long were you on Broad Street this weekend? Listen, the birds won. I spent a pretty penny on a ticket. It was worth it, though. You, you can't buy time worth back. It. What's up? I said it's very worth it. You have it's, to. It's you have it. to go. It's worth it. Um, Broad Street was a little hectic. Um, shout out to the dude. I, I know this video is going viral. The guy that was butt naked on top of the bus stop <laughs> with the littlest wiener I've ever seen in, in in my life. I hope that guy had a good week at work because he might be fired. <laughs> shout out to that guy because if you haven't seen the video it is bananas that that guy did that i mean let's i mean let's cut him some slack it was really cold it was cold so it that was that's cold. a factor that's a factor but I, I i don't think i would have done that if i was him but you know shout good, out good for him shout out to that guy shout out to the girl that fell off the bus stop neck brace that's tough to see um yeah, I mean, it was it, it was an unbelievable day. You know, um, it's not my fault that the 49ers defensive line got dominated. It's not my fault that their offense just couldn't block our defensive line. It's not my fault. We were the one seed. So, listen, all this shit, the NFL's rigged. You're a loser if you think that that's the case. Um, but, again, we're a lacrosse podcast here. We got two weeks to the bowl. We got more. We got more. We got stuff at the S to take care of, T. And okay. All right. Let's do it then. I think where we should deep dive in because today we got picks. We got a little, you know, we got a reaction to the coaches poll, which is the right poll that came out. And then, you know, best game, worst game. So really quick, just touching on this. Um, I think looking at the the coaches poll that came out, the first thing that sits out to me is they put Maryland number one, 17 first place votes. I think that's the right thing to do in this scenario. But again, just like the other polls. I don't understand why they're like there are some teams in this top 20 that I think they deserve to be here. But again, like Delaware at 12, St. Joe's at 13, like BU at 14, like that's a lot of hype off of last year that I think will carry over. But I do think it's a little disrespectful to teams like Cornell and Rutgers that made it to the Final Four last year that have a ton of guys coming back that should be a little bit higher. That's that's totally fair, and I, I obviously first things first, uh, the coaches are right, and Maryland is number one. That's that's we've been 100%. we've been saying it for the past two weeks, and here what what do you know? The coaches are the coaches Wait are up. with us. Just, that's the right ball, thing. Two ball guys kind of know what they're talking about. We we know what we're talking about, believe it or not. Um, but I do agree with you on that stance when it comes to just like a little a little bit of inflation maybe based off of last year. Um, I mean we know St. Joe's returns essentially everything. We right. know. Delaware came off of a great NCAA tournament run. We know BU is a good team in the Patriot League. Um, what a, a team that I thought was interesting that snuck into the top 20 was North Carolina. 
Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, they are ACC, and I know they had a very young team last year, and we'll see what they do this year. Um, but sne- seeing them sneak into the top 20 was interesting. Um, I think for the most part, like Rutgers, Ohio State, kind of logged in behind the Ivy Leagues in the top 10. Um, like I said, this is the same thing I said during the during the USILA poll that came out. I think it's going – or the uh, media poll, I should say. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how Ohio State plays this year. I'm really interested to see how Rutgers plays this year. Um, I think the coaches poll got it right for the most part. But, you know, that, that kind of like – I want to say – outside of the top 10, you never know what's going to happen. So I, I think yeah. we're going to learn a lot about these teams in week one. I think the other key takeaway here is that it's it's really nice to see that the receiving votes teams, there's so much history outside the top 20, which just goes to show that the sport is growing so much more where it's not just the same. These are the same 20 teams that we see year in and year out in the top 20 that if you would have told me that when we were in high school, that Army, Hopkins, Loyola, Navy, Villanova, Syracuse, Albany, and UMass would all be receiving votes, not in the top 20. And teams I mentioned earlier, Jacksonville, Richmond, would all be in the top 20. So I think that's probably the biggest takeaway that I've even noticed from this standpoint as well. But nonetheless, um, I'm also a fan of just like what they, what I think they should do in college football because it screws up the rankings down the road. We beat a ranked team, this, this, and this. We don't know what these teams are. So I think for week one, realistically, there should be no rankings week one. Ah, that's an interesting take. Because in when we sit here, Memorial Day weekend, looking at the top four, or even, you know, when they're deciding who gets in the tournament, who's to say that, you know, uh, the when the Ivy Leagues want to want to suck their own dicks, it's like Harvard beat Brown, who was 16 at the time. Well, then Brown beat Penn and, and Penn beat Yale. Yeah, you're getting all these ranked teams in the beginning of the year when some of these teams should stink. So I, I know we've beaten the shit out of these polls. Also, just release the polls the same week. Yeah, I don't know what the logistics are with like getting the coaches' feedback versus the media feedback, but like, it, I mean, it, I feel like it makes sense to 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 just you know let it all you know let it all come out at once and and have that debate at that time. Yeah, um, it's, I guess it's a little bit a little bit of content here, a little bit of content there, so maybe that's the play, but. I, I don't know. It's I, I think that's a great point. I kind of agree with you. Like you never know like what Boston is going to look like this year. You never know what Harvard's going to look like this year. They're ranked 15, but they could be a terrible team and somebody could beat Harvard in week one and they're ranked 15th. And that's a big thing for them come rank, selection rank, Sunday. In May. Win. That's a ranked yeah. win down the road. And then, you know, you, you want to play devil's advocate. Like you have a team like air force who, yeah, we're re- like, they're receiving votes. But they could go like it. I don't know. I just think it's very, it, it's a lot of going off the name. And again, it benefits those teams that have a great history. But I think that tide is starting to shift, which I love to see. Now, T, what we don't like to see is bad lacrosse. So this little segment here best game, worst game, best number one game you would like to go to. You know, your, your front row, you, you, I pay for your eight dollar ticket. You know, you, you get a nice tailgate with the parents. Saturday, February 4th, where would you like to be when you look at this slate of games? This is a tough one, and I have I have two games in mind, to be you honest one. with you. you one game. Okay, all right, fine. I get one game. Can I give you what the two games are at least, and then I'll no, tell you what the game. game is that I wanted? All right, fine, fine. So this is the game that I want to take, and it, it I was just reading up on, on this team on Inside Lacrosse a little bit earlier today. The game that I want to go to 
under the lights on a Saturday night to open the season down in Jacksonville, Florida. We got a rematch of Jacksonville versus Johns Hopkins. And those who remember this game last year, it was a tight one. Jacksonville ended up losing. But I just read this um, this great article on Inside Lacrosse about how, you know, that was kind of a turning point for the team. Um, I, it seemed like they were at a point where it was like, okay, like we can – we can play with these guys. Like we can play with Hopkins. We can play with the big boys. And then that just like that just kind of propelled their season. That's that's going into the season, playing Hopkins to a close game. That's how they're mentally prepared to go to go to Duke and beat Duke and go to Denver and beat Denver and go to who else? What other big road games that they have? Or they had that whole West Coast, you know, excursion when they went to yeah. Denver and then they went to Air Force and they just they go up and beat up on Air Force after going the day before they beat Duke or beat Denver, excuse me. So that's a game that I think is going to be scrappy. I think we're going to see a lot about what Jacksonville is about, but we're also going to see a lot about how Hopkins is going to be into this season and how how much better they we think they're going to be or how they've grown through this offseason, through this process of kind of the post-Petramala era. So that is my game under the lights in Jacksonville. They just dropped, they just dropped some sick helmets too, by the way. The, the they all did. black the with the blue – but if you rock those helmets, you got to come out and you got to hang 14 goals. Like, you cannot. Uh, I think it's going to be a hell of a game, dude. I think it's going to be a hell of an environment. Um, I'm, I think that's the game that I'd, I'd be at. Out of all these games, this is the one I'd be at. And there's a lot of good ones. There are some, there are some good ones. I think if I had to bring my lawn chair and pick a game to watch, the you know w- one of the main games that I really like, and, and I'm, I might take a page out of your itinerary here, but the – kind of, I guess it's it's a, almost like a state battle now, but I, I think Denver and Utah, like that West Coast, like out West type of thing, because if you win that one, that's good for recruits. Utah wins that. They kind of can start to change the tide a little bit, and we start to prepare for this post-Tierney era of what that program would be. So I think 2 p.m. out in – uh Looks like here, I just want to double check. I'm going to get my stat team on this one. The home team, that's going to be at Denver. So, you know, that that's a tough place to play. You know, I don't know if they bust there. I mean, that's got to be a shitty ride through the eh, – probably a cool ride through the mountains. Um, yeah, but it's it's a shitty ride, but it's kind of be cold. It's going to be cold, though. <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to be cold. I, I like that pick. That was, a, that was another teams, one that I was thinking about. Both those teams are adjusted to the altitude, so I don't want to hear that as an excuse. So right. that's uh, – that's a nice win to have if you're Utah going on the road and you get to knock that one out. Um, as running your road games, I'm sure they have a nice home crowd. The Utes will travel well. Um, probably the best probably the best views out of this weekend, but um, vice versa, T. What is the worst game? Like, what game do you not like, – I couldn't pay you to go there. Oh, God. Okay, well, I think we are – I think this might be a pick that you had already, so I might steal it from you, but – and this might be biased because we've been there already, but VMI, <laughs> Detroit Mercy headed into VMI. If you've ever been to VMI, you know. That's a tough walk. For those, much respect for those boys. You know, always respect for our armed services. But their their buildings are like mustard yellow and from. It's a God depressing. Knows, it's a depressing. It's a depressing, there. depressing campus, and, and it's not like if you've been to Navy, if you've been to Army, if you've been to West Point, those are beautiful, beautiful. And Air campuses. Force, and Air Force, shout out, shout and out Air, to Force. Air Force. Yeah, I, I mean, I've never been there, but like beautiful campuses, Air, uh, West Point, 
and Annapolis. VMI, not so much. Yeah. Well, dude, that's like, in February. You you gotta you gotta mentally win that game because your bus is getting parked at the bottom of the hill, and you gotta walk up the hill to play on the side of a cliff at VMI. It's like yeah, a hillside that, cliff that looks over another like weird hill, and it's just yeah. like a big net in the middle of a mountain. You yeah. gotta walk up and down to the locker room, to the showers. You're lugging the ball buckets up and down. Like, you, you win that, and it's you cold. Win that game, you win that game on the road. You're like, I don't even want to shower. You're like, let's just I, get the hell out of here. I just want to leave. That's like below. I think it's gonna be. It's probably gonna be below freezing there this weekend. I oh god, that shit sounds like yeah, you that's... could not pay me to go to that one. There's a lot of bad games, but you could not pay me to go to that one. I think uh, I, I think for myself the game that I have no desire in in bringing my lawn chair to. I, I think if you you had to dumb it down, I I really have no desire to really watch the. I don't even know if these two teams have ever played, but uh, Merrimack versus Hofstra just that just doesn't tickle my fancy at all. Like Merrimack coming off of you know Division two success, national champs. Tough little go in the NEC so far. And then you have a team like Hofstra where you got those Long Island weirdos who still think Hofstra's relevant. They're just not. And Hofstra, great venue to host the tournament games. That Merrimack, but I just, that game doesn't do it for me. It's 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 just like, yeah, like they're they're playing, like cool, roll the ball out and maybe, maybe it's like a nine four game and and you know, it's put it this way: no one in the history of lacrosse will ever bring up this game again. Yeah, that's probably fair. Be, It'll be a nine-four game only, that nobody cares about either team afterwards. We might, we might be the only podcast to ever talk about that game on the air ever. And shout out to us for recognizing real competition. But <laughs> um, I, I know we had a we had a full slate here. T. I know there's some teams still scrimmaging and really getting into it, but. There's a lot of good picks I think we can we can take away from this, um, you know, especially looking at some of the more marquee games that I know you, uh, you've had your eye on. You've been in the lab doing some research and really trying to find some good value here. T, w- w- what's the one game that, y- that you think is, you know, what's your most confident pick that, you, that you've been looking at here, you, you would say? I would so so just to start us off, I have I have five picks. Like you said, I, I'm I'm in the lab. I've been in the lab this week, looking at some things. I'm gonna have I'm gonna do a little bit of analytical work over the season. See if I can find some good trends in the sports book. Um, see how see how in tune the sports book is down out in Vegas with uh, with college lacrosse. Um, you're like you're like Kevin from the office. Like I do the numbers. I do the numbers. I'm going to do the numbers, and we're going to find something. We're going to find something. Listen, the team that I've been high on all offseason, the team that I'm high on going into the season is Ohio State, and I'm going to take Ohio State minus 5.5 versus Air Force as kind of like my lock of the week or my favorite pick. Um, okay. I, I've, in my experience betting in college across, I mean, the number that I like is four. It's, it's a team – a team that's a favorite, you want to try and get them at like a minus four and a half, minus four. Um, a team that I'm gonna, I'm gonna is an underdog. To, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna make a list of TJ Jones's rules, and <laughs> I'm just gonna give a running list of your rules that that we're going off of here. So, like, okay. the I could be, favorites. I could be flat out wrong, but I just the way that I look at the scores, I'm like, all right, if you're if you got two teams that are like one of them, it's not like Maryland versus Marquette, it's you know, two teams that are like 
a scrappy group. Like it, you don't you don't two, know what's going to go here or there. So two, so um, two. I guess we could say it's two div, two upper. Like like middle if tier. Two, if two known programs that have never won a national championship play each other, it's four and a half. You're screwing my rules. You're screwing my rules. What I'm, I'm saying, saying is four four is kind of like I think like people say three is the obviously three is the magic number in football. Four, I think, is a good number to be around in college across. Whether you're the if you're the underdog, you want to you're probably gonna be covering around like five, six goals for the most part in a good matchup. And then if you're a favorite, you're likely to cover that like three to four goal number um in a good matchup. So I'm gonna take Ohio State at minus five and a half, and I think the hook to the five five and a half goal range is what's going to be the difference, and I think what comes into play there is the transfers for Ohio State. I think they're going to be an absolute lockdown defense with Van Buren, with Marcus Hudgens, um, with a good you know veteran defense with guys that are have been around. I think they're going to lock up Air Force, which again is a scrappy good team. They're going to be athletic. Tough. You know, they're going to come out Tough. and try and push you around. But Ohio State's not a team that's going to be pushed around. So. I, I like Ohio State at minus five and a half. That's going to be my first pick. Um, I and, think, and I would say my lock my lock of the week, my favorite. So that's your lock here. Um, I, I agree with you. I, I also was looking at this game a little bit. I think early in the year, and again, these two teams, I don't know how often they play. I, my, my intern didn't get me my sheets in time, but I look at the number 23 and a half, and I'm thinking 23 and a half. Okay, Ohio State's going to score goals. They struggled last year to score on better teams, but those are the best teams in the Big Ten, which are typically top 10 teams, probably have top 20 defenses. Ohio State's going to get their nut. Now, the other thing is, yes, they have a good defense, but it's early in the year. You got guys still maybe learning the slide packages. The chemistry might not all be there. Could be their first or second time playing against you know another team if you only had a couple scrimmages in the fall, you know, getting away from home is i mean this is a big travel game too it is a big travel game so, i mean it, you never you that always plays a factor but also let's not forget this though ohio state brand new facility they're going to be amped up to play so i like your minus four and a half lock you, you can't start a new era on a new field and just take an l to a non-rival especially so i i think the over is 23 and a half i think that hits i could see it being around that five-goal game. I, I think you're 100% right. But now we're going to get into a game that I am very excited to watch. Oh, boy. Because, you know, growing up, you like Batman and you like Spider-Man. And the <laughs> Richmond Spiders are playing Maryland. Seven. For, hold on. For people that are listening and not viewing, I just got literally the Spider-Man Spider shooters. You just got the, the, the Peter Parker. I just got the Peter Parker. Because the Spiders, right, this, this is a tournament team last year, went to overtime against Penn. And, yeah, Maryland's got probably the best defense in the country. Shut down cover guys. Goalie comes back. They lost a lot of their offense, too. Richmond's a fucking group of dogs. And yeah. a touchdown and a little bit more. And you're telling me this game's at Maryland, not a far bus ride. These boys from Richmond are ready to play. They, they've played good teams. Like, yes, they're a newer program. I think this is year nine. They're like, they're ready to, like, I, I think they cover. I think you're going to give seven and a half. 
that's you're a hundred percent right. Seven and a half. That that was like the first one. I was like, oh yeah, that's 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 good. so many goals. Now Maryland we and, can... and we know Maryland is good. Like we know they're good. We we know they're the reigning champs. They have a lot of new faces on offense, and they're coming into a, a game against a team in Richmond that is just experienced with great coaches and great players and guys who play well and are disciplined. Like just a great program down there in Richmond and it's almost like disrespectful to think that the the Mar the that the Terps are going to score eight goals, win by eight goals. That's so much in a, and, in a in a February game, first of the season. And, and T, I I don't want to beat a dead horse, but Logan Wisnowskis is not walking through that door. Keegan Khan, not walking through that door. Anthony DeMeo, he's not walking through that door. Right? That's your three top guys from last year. That's over 200 points, right? Like You can put Donville in there, too. I don't think he's back either. That's the top four scores. Right. Gone. So those guys are all gone. And, you know, they, they lose Roman Pudwis. They lose Bubba Fairman. Like, these are key guys. And, yes, they get the best recruits in the country. And, yes, they do. And, they, and it's Bama football, right? We know yeah. this. Right. But seven and a half, it's a lot of goals in college lacrosse for both these teams. We're almost in the Elite Eight last year. So, again, that's that's just my take on this game. I don't know if you touched this or if this is one of your picks or not. Um, you know, it is. It, this is this is probably this is probably my my second you know most confident. Okay. Like I said earlier, like it's it's to think that the that the Terps are going to win by eight against a, a good Richmond team. Like this, is, they are not playing Mount St. Mary's. They're not playing Bellarmine. Like. The Duke Bellerman line is at 10 goals. Like, I could see that, like, actually happening. Yeah, Brennan O'Neill just, just – Brennan O'Neill does. And... Yeah. So, so that's – I'm, I'm totally with you. That's a great pick. I'm going to go next on my list here. Um, this is this is a team that I kind of hate backing because last year I was just like, this team is – like, I don't, I don't even know what's going on anymore. I don't know what happened. And we touched on this a little bit in the past and past episodes, even in season one. But, you know, this Syracuse-Vermont matchup is a really interesting one to me. I'm staying away and from this. I'm you're staying, staying away. away. Okay. So yeah, I is, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why I'm going in on this one. I think Syracuse is in a really interesting position. And I think last year was an awkward time. I think I, – I don't know how to characterize what Gary Gate is for this program. It seems like he's more of a cancer than he is somebody who's going to drive growth and, like, you you would think that somebody uh, an alumni of his status in the lacrosse world would come back to a, to a brand like Syracuse and really rejuvenate it after Desco is gone, um, but I'm I'm really concerned and lost about the direction of the Syracuse team. However, minus two and a half at home in the dome against Vermont is a number that you kind of you kind of have to take. Like this this Syracuse team gets. Will Mark and goal, a transfer from LIU, huge fan of his, a great goalie. Good goal. Um, good goal. You lose you lose Tucker Dordovic. Um, you get a couple guys in. I'm really excited to see what Joey Spolino looks like in his college debut. Um, but I just think for Vermont, like they lose what could have been, or maybe I, I mean, I, I to be honest with you, didn't do the research, but I've got to think that Thomas McConvey is probably the best player in their program's history. And he's it, down it, in Ian, Ian McKay. Ian McKay. Okay. So, like, well, yeah, that's fair. Okay. No, Ian McKay's probably Vermont, up there. Notable alum, Dirks Bentley. Oh, that's great. Love Dirks. Love right? him. 
that does not change it. That does not change my pick. Just say, just say. I just think you know, Vermont was a great team last year, and a lot of that was because of of McConvey, and now he's now he's in in uh, Charlottesville. Yeah, well, even 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 that game, like Gary Gate. If you, if you guys lose to Vermont at home, I don't want to see you wear a suit ever again on the side. Well, you, that, you know what he is. He's he, I mean, he, I don't even know if he's coaching the team. I think that you I remember, think the person who coaches Syracuse is Dave Petromala. He the Gary Gate is just somebody who's there funding NIL money through his is he, through his is, brand. Like Is he like when Joe Pa was on the sidelines for Penn State and it's like he's not even wearing a headset. I, like I, he, honestly yes, like, he's he, you, Gary Gate talks to the people in the stands behind the bench more than he does talking to the guys on the field. Could his you imagine players. Could you imagine today's even like college football if Jim Harbaugh or Ryan Day or even Saban just didn't wear a headset during the game and just walked up and down the sideline? Like the fuck out of here, dude. Like I just I just have again, so much again. I Gary Gate would score a hundred goals on me, and that's great. But guess what? Close the fucking yearbook, buddy. You haven't done shit as a coach. Shit. Yeah, sometimes great players do not turn into great coaches, and I think this is a clear example of it. I and mean, he did great. He did great in the women's for the women's team up in Syracuse, but you know, I, I think this is a different ball game. I just and like do. and like Jack Black said, those who can't do teach, and those who can't teach teach Jim. Bang. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a good quote, but I I'm staying away from that one. I think the. The, the next game that I I, I kind of want to dip my toe into was the game I wish I could go see this weekend would be Utah-Denver. I, I think this Pios team, you know, they, uh, it's, they're an interesting group because ever since they, like, they've just been known to be, like, you know, Canadians, crafty, good face-offs with Baptiste, like that era still lives on and, you know, they don't have that, but this team has a great offense. That ball is spinning that Matt Brown has them always putting up goals. And if they can get out in front of Utah, minus two and a half at home, I, I, I think that's kind of what you'd expect from this Utah for, from this Denver team. Sorry. You know, not I'm not I'm not saying it's a lot by any means. I just think two and a half at home, first game of the year. You know, Tyranny's last year. He's gonna leave like, he's gonna leave everything out there. Like like the playbook's getting emptied. Yeah, yeah. This is and, one of those. This is one of my fringe picks. Yeah. Like I think his temper like is going to be through the roof, though. Oh yeah. Like, you think he just like you think he's just like the maddest he's ever been on the sideline and just like lets it all go and then in retirement he's just like the chillest dude ever. Yeah, he'll be in Boca Raton smoking cigars like for the next couple of years. But now he's just going to ruin some nineteen-year-old kid from Ontario's life if he just shoots one over the net underhand. But um, you know. Coach Tierney, legend of the game, would be great if he got one on the way out, but it starts beating the Utes. Um, T, I think. Hold no, on, I, I, go ahead. Hold on. Let me let me let me say some things about this Denver game, and I think you're I think you're spot on. I think this is this is not one of my picks. It's it was right on the fringe. Um, I just think there's a really good chance that Utah comes out and plays with Denver, and I think it could be a one or two goal game, which is why the two and a half is just like a little bit on the border. But I could totally see. Denver putting in an empty goal, you know, an empty net goal with a minute left on the, or, or like a 90 seconds left on the, on the clock and getting it to three. And it's a 13, 10 game that Denver wins and they cover the two and a half. Um, so I think, I think there's a good chance of that. I think 
What's good for Denver is the the defense that they return. What's what's going to be interesting to see is how they how their offense looks with the you know missing Jack Hanna, missing Alex Simmons, missing a couple other guys. You know JJ Silstrip is their is their leading point scorer from last year, and he's and he's back. So obviously they have they have some continuity there. Um, but I think this is going to be a close game. The two and a half is just like a little bit like, eh, I don't really know with, with these two guys that we talk about, these two programs that are, that are fighting for recruits, you know, like this is a big win for each program if they get it in the, in the recruiting landscape out West. Um, but I, but I like your take at two and a half. I think it's a good one. Well, just for reference here, and I'm not going to go on a little rant, you know, uh, um, on a Tuesday, but Hey, inside lacrosse, get the rosters up. It is game week, and we don't have rosters implemented yet. Listen, if this is this is this is you know we talked about this last week, and I just can't stand it. Why whoever's running inside the cross? Can you figure it out? Like you know, if you if you ever want to do a you know a combination pod with me and tags and sponsors if, a little bit, if like, you want to go right ahead, you do great things. But I, until then, you got to you get, at least look at the schedules of these teams and know when a scrimmage is happening and when a game is happening. St. Joe's versus Army has been a scrimmage ever since we started going there, like nine, eight years ago. I, I can't even count anymore. It's been that long. Like, I don't even know how long it's been. But that, that's how long that game has been a scrimmage for, and it's it's in there as a scheduled game. Like, come on. Just just do what you're coached to do. It, it's, it's very easy. I also think um... – I will say, though, the, the funny part is, like, when you go in the fan pick section here and you, you start going through and there's a lot of people picking Utah and then it's an avalanche, no pun intended, uh, for Denver. <laughs> and I think I, I think my guy right here just uh, Laxrat461. He's riding with the Pios. So that <laughs> shout out to Laxrat461. Um, you know what you're doing, my man. And, you know, he's going to be on the right side here. But I, I think a game that I, I know this one might have crossed your desk T when, when you were going through your 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 slate but again I'm doing an over under and I, I think if I gotta hear and I know it's your favorite term in college lacrosse the, the NASCAR offensive Rutgers oh going, my god going going to Marist 25 and a half is the line I, I think Mar I think Rutgers is gonna hang 18. I so Rucker, hold on. Rutgers is at home. I don't know what the name of their stadium is, but they're at home. Are they going to play in the soccer stadium or whatever it is? You're at, at point? no. I I think they're. I believe they're going to continuously keep playing in. I think it's High Point Solutions Stadium. Still High Point Solutions. Um, I thought they. I thought they would get I mean, a better name at this point. I mean that stadium is. I mean they've they've dumped a ton of money into that, but when they used to have the cannon on the sideline, that's that was cool back in the day, but now it's just a. It's a mid-major football stadium. Like you're in the Big Ten, you're never selling it out. But yeah. you know, kind of getting back to the numbers here. Rutgers is going to be. They want to play fast. They they want to score goals, and you know they they got the guys that can do it. They they return. Uh, what's it? It's Shane that attacked me. Shane not Nablock. Nablock. Shane Nablock. Nablock. And, and then you got Ross Scott. Then you got my boy. Shout out to Jack A. Moan um, on attack down there. And you know they got they got a hundred transfers. This is why inside the cross, get your roster up. I need to know who's playing for there. <laughs> give me the I, I I agree. I agree. It's ridiculous. And I to be honest, like I, I agree. I I and you're right. I can't stand when when like Anish or Paul Carcaterra talk about the NASCAR offense or Ryan Boyle talks about the NASCAR offense. It's like guys, drink get it. Guess every what? Every time they say if Rutgers on a national TV game, drink every time they say NASCAR offense. You will piss your pants by the third quarter. 
well, guess what, Kyle Busch? I don't give a fuck about your NASCAR offense. <laughs> and at this point, like, I, I, it's just, it's just, lacrosse is coined as the fastest sport on two feet. No fucking right. shit. People want to go back and forth and get up and down. Like, no, no shit. Like, like I don't even know why we're doing this anymore. faster by the minute. Like, and we got a shot clock. Like, it's just, it's just, this is just, this is just basic stuff at this point. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I, I've been I've been that game, and I don't know two shits about Maris, so no disrespect to them, but I, I just don't see them. And if Rutgers' defense stinks, I mean, Rutgers, they're going to score goals. There's no doubt about that. Right. But I think that over 25 and a half is, if that's a sucker line, then I'm a sucker and I'll put egg on my face. But um, my, my favorite game, and I know, and again, it's your turn, so I'll let you have the floor here for this next pick. All right, all right. I'm going to go... I think I think I touched on a lot of them. So we had Ohio State. I got Cuse. I got Richmond. All right, that's because you brought it up. This is my fourth pick, and I talked about this, you know, down uh, down in the down in the intro here. But and this again is the game that I would go to Saturday night, seven p.m. in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. You know, I am going to take Hopkins at plus one and a half. Um, I think. Like, there's a lot of juice in Jacksonville right now. A lot of juice. A lot of bugs. A lot, and to your point, like maybe, maybe we take the preseason polls and we get rid of them. Then we see, you know, all right, Jacksonville versus Hopkins. These are two good teams, and we'll see how it plays out. And then, you know, we go into next week saying, all right, now Jacksonville is number seventeen in the country. Um, but I'm going to take Hopkins at plus one and a half, and this is a little nerve wracking. But I just think, I I just think. They're gonna they're gonna be a little different this year. I just think they're gonna they're gonna turn it around this year. They're gonna be more competitive than they have been in years past since Petromala has been has left. Um, I just I I have a feeling they if they're gonna lose they're gonna lose in a nail biter by one goal covering that one and a half or they're gonna win by two. I think it's gonna be a close game. I think it's gonna be electric environment. I know Jacksonville is ready for the rematch of last year because they had them and they and they you know let it slip through their fingers. Um, and I and I hate to take like that that revenge or I, I hate to go against that revenge story, but I'm gonna have to go with the Blue Jays. It's I mean, this so was funny. a one goal game midway through the third last year, and it got a little chippy. Um, if my math's right here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine penalties were called. Um, you know, pretty much split down the middle, five and four. So. By no means are these guys rivals, but this was a this was the final game on my sheet as well. Um, I kind of took the soft way out. I I just took the Hopkins money line, and okay, okay. I I think that's going to be fair, just simply off the fact that a a team like Jacksonville, you know, I, I know the old saying is you have nothing to lose, everything to gain. Well, if you guys come out and lose. Like you're out of the top twenty, and it's you're like, out of the top twenty, and your inflation is 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 done. Now you got to yeah. prove yourself. Yeah, and this game's in Jacksonville, right? That's what we said. Yeah, in Jacksonville. Yeah, so under in, the- in Jacksonville, they're they they have a tough camera angle. So if you're watching this game, you're like almost field level. Oh like my it, gosh, are they still playing on that field? I was yeah, hoping they'd I think be they still playing. Stadium. Yeah, they play in the football field, so it's uh, it's a tough view. But yeah, I, I just think I think Hopkins like last year, you, you got to give a coach a couple years to you know number one get some recruits in, change the culture, trim the fat, build the muscle, and you know last year was was tough, but 
you know, I'm sure the alumni at, at Hopkins are like, what are we doing here? Like, we cannot be missing the tournament. We cannot be, like, getting smoked in the Big Ten. So, you know. I would I, love I, to know what, what – I forget what his, what his name is. I would love to know what the coach at Hopkins is telling his his alumni at these you – know, I, I bet he's telling them donation, we want more. Funding donation events. He wants the we want more, and, and Quinn will be like, play play the song. And then Hopkins <laughs> will play their fucking band song. And, the, like, they'll be at Homewood, and they'll, like, they won't show a replay of the goal. They'll go to the band. Like, nobody wants to see those fucking nerds. <laughs> like, I don't want to see fucking Jimmy playing the trombone and fucking... Dah. I don't even know what the... I don't even know what the song... I mean, I know the song, but I can't I can't think of it. I thought of Michigan's fight song. But I feel like it's like... But it's like... It's not... Bam, bam, but no, it's... I don't even know. I, I can't even hum it, but... Okay, all right, all right. I'm going to cut you off. No, don't, I, don't, I, even, I, don't go all musical on me. All right, so this is so you're taking Hopkins on the money line. That's your last pick. Is that five for you? Yeah, that's five. Okay, so my last pick, and I'm sticking with the spreads because I feel like that's the fun thing to do. Um, I had I had three games that I wanted to fill in as this fifth pick. I, I was thinking Denver minus two and a half. I think that was a good pick on you. You know, great. Uh, I think that's it. Navy minus five and a half. I've been so back and forth on this against Mount. Navy five and a half against Dude, can you let me finish my rant first? I'll stick this in at the end. And their song's to win. You guys stunk last year. So maybe it's to compete this year. But sorry, enough on Hopkins. Okay, hold on. Let me get back to Navy and the Mount. Okay, it's going to be a short one. I, you know, I just that we played them out for four years i think four years in a row right yeah four years once, in a row we, in beat them, we beat them every year like i i i it was we beat them bad on the in when we were at our worst our senior year like i i get that the mount pulls off some like like hat, like fucking rabbit out of a hat win against some good team every year but like i just don't have any respect for them so i really wanted to take navy minus five and a half but I think Navy is a little inflated. They they have not won. I, I I don't know when the last time they won a Patriot League game. Like they're just they just haven't been that good. Um, it sounds like they went toe to toe with UVA in the scrimmage. Again, scrimmages are scrimmages. That's not that's why we don't call them games. That's why we don't keep score. So you can't you can't take everything with that. Both teams probably came out of there like oh we 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 beat the shit out of Navy and Navy's probably like oh we held our own with UVA like whatever. yeah yeah um, if you if you play bad. You're like, oh, it's just a scrimmage. But if you played like, if you played bad, you're like, oh, it's a scrimmage. We didn't try. But if you played well, you're like, you know, we're hanging right there with it. And if my yeah. aunt had a dick, she'd be my uncle. So, like, <laughs> so, exactly. That's why I want to take Navy, but like, I'm not taking Navy. So this is where it comes down to, and we're gonna bring it full circle here. The first thing I said, gambling advice. TJ's first rules: you want to hang around that four goals, that four goal range. So we're gonna take Lafayette. The, the Leopards at plus four and a half at Penn State to open the season. And I'm going to tell you one reason why. Um, Lafayette has the best player on the field in that game. They have his name, first name is Peter. His name's Peter Lehman. The, the kid from Warminster, PA, the, the, oh, NXT, the NXT Lacks alum, shout out to NXT, you know. This kid is legit, and I think he's going to be 
you know, carrying this Leopards team, this Lafayette team who has been on the rise. You know, he's been coached by Scotty Beta for the past couple of years. Shout out to Scotty getting a good yeah, getting opportunity in Michigan. But I think he's going to carry this team, this this team that has been young for the past couple of years, now has some veterans, you know, growing up a little bit. They're going to go into Penn State this year. They lost by five. They lost by five in the home op- in the opener last year. They're going to win by three. And they're going to cover the plus four and a half. All right. Because two things here. One, I'd be doing my former employers a disservice. They do not go by NXT. They go by next. I like NXT better. Listen, we can have Coach Coop come on the pod. He's a great supporter. Right? So it's it's next. Just Okay, I'm I'm here. new. I'm new to next, so I my I mean, my blood says right. NXT. I, I got, right. I'll improve. Coop, I'm sorry. I'll, now, I'll improve. I know we. I know you talked briefly about this Maryland or this uh, Navy Mount rivalry. 2001 or tw- 2021, Navy beats Mount eight five. All right, B- barn burner. <laughs> Last year, the Mount beats them eleven nine. So. You never know. You never know, but I don't want to hear it. The mount is the mount. This is exactly what I'm talking about. This is exactly what I said. They're going to pull a rabbit out of their ass in the in the first game of the season, and they're going to go three and eleven and be a terrible team. Yeah, like mount mount last year had. Yeah, I mean they they just have these weird, just weird games where I I can't even look at the score on some of these. You're like, what the fuck happened? And then. Two years, two years ago, they beat Delaware. Then they don't win a game until they beat VMI. But like they took, I mean, they took St. Joe's to the wire. They took LIU to the wire. A lot of these are canceled, fucking COVID. But again, I, I like I like your slate here. Um, you know, it's going to be good to try and you know track these and whatnot. Now, like you said, bringing the full circle. I I just I'm just happy we got games back. I mean, it's. It's good. Hopefully, you know, ESPNU will have some some marquee matchups. And I think the best part that we overlooked here, Teach, is I don't know if we'll be able to cover it, but we might if we can get a quick one out, you know, next week, is there's also some games to look ahead of as well that, you know, we got – Duke's got a quick turnaround. Bellarmine Saturday and High Point comes to Duke on Tuesday. So, you, watch you out. know that matchup is a is a historical one to say. The yeah, least. they've been they've been known to pull an upset on a Tuesday or t- or take it to the wire. So maybe we'll do a, a mini episode that uh, Monday night. Drop it for the people. It's what we do here. You know, we support That's everybody. But, but I think you know, kind of wrapping this one up. T. Lots of great games. It's it's good to see the landscape of lacrosse getting more competitive and. You know, for a lot of these games, I, I hope we're right. And, you know, some of them I hope we're wrong just to kind of prove it. You know, we, we need transparency in this sport because, you know, we hear all football season long, it's the same four teams that cut in the college football playoffs. And then in the NFL, we had, this, we had three out of the last four teams back-to-back in the conference championship. So it, it'll be nice to maybe see some new faces, see where the top 20 shakes out. I'm calling it right now. I mean, I'm sure there's – like, teams are going to drop in and out. So – Nonetheless, another great episode, T. Hopefully we can win some money this weekend. And, you know, it's, it's week one. We always used to say, you got to start the year undefeated. Still want to know. 
Let's go, go one and home. I don't think we did this, but did we pick national championship winners? Um, I don't think we did either. Okay, so I'm gonna put you on the spot. Who's your national championship winner? Oh God. Um, gun gun to my head right now. Hold on. Do you remember your final four at least? I believe my final four. I th- I had the I had the Maryland Invitational. I believe I had Cornell. I think we I had think- the same. So I think we had Maryland, Cornell, Notre Dame, Yale. I think we had the same. Yeah, I uh... gun to your head. It's pointed right at you. I'm I'm standing right next to you. It, the barrel's on your temple. What? Who's it gonna be? <laughs> Half of me's like, it's pull the trigger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just let it go. Uh, I'm I'm taking Yale. He's taking Yale. He loves Brandau. He loves Brandau. <laughs> he's number 41. That's why he's over. He loves Brandau. Okay, my 41. pick is Notre Dame. Liam Entman's going to take that team to the to the to Memorial Day weekend and and to hoist a trophy on on Memorial Day. Um, everybody watch, knows a hot goalie is the is the key to to winning the national championship, and that kid's going to get hot. What watch Maryland go eighteen and zero again and just shove okay. it down my throat? <laughs> yeah, both of our throats. But you know what? That's what we don't want to see. And listen, that's why we play the game. But nonetheless, everyone, thank you for listening. Like, subscribe, rate, review. I'm going to have some more TikToks going out. Still learning this whole editing thing. Um, But nonetheless, T, always a pleasure. Let's enjoy the games this weekend, and I will talk to you later, my friend. Cheers, buddy. Good to see you. Cheers.